What's up, guys? This is Vivek back at again. We're making our fantasy and sports podcast. This one is the divisional uh, games, the second batch, which was Chargers and Patriots and Eagles and Saints. So first, we'll recap the Chargers and Patriots game, which ended up 41-28 Patriots. And we'll start off with the Patriots. So Tom Brady had 343 yards. 34 for 44 passing and one touchdown with no picks, which although the one touchdown in a 41 point win seems underwhelming, it was because the running game was so dominant. Sony Michelle had 24 carries for 129 yards and three touchdowns. And Rex Burkhead also had a touchdown on the ground, showing that Tom Brady didn't really need to throw for any touchdowns because the running game did all that for them. And the fantasy implications for that are that no one else except Sony Michelle had over four carries this game, meaning that Sony Michelle is a solo workhorse back and is a RB2 for next season. He has RB1 potential, however, so he will likely be underdrafted in many leagues. Now, if we look at who caught the balls for Tom Brady... Julian Edelman had 9 receptions for 151 yards on 13 targets. And he received the second most targets in this game. And honestly, Julian Edelman is a WR2 with WR1 upside because he is the only real good receiver in New England when Josh Gordon is out. And you also have James White who scored... or who caught 15 passes on 17 targets for 97 yards. And this may be a bit of an outlier game because he usually has maybe eight seven, seven to eight receptions or targets, rather. However, James White, this game was very good, especially in PPR leagues. And uh, looking back to the first half of the season before Sony Michelle really began to break out, James White was incredibly dominant in all PPR leagues and... Next year is likely an RB2, although he doesn't really get many carries, carries at all. He just gets so many receptions, making him valuable for fantasy. Now, Rob Gronkowski only had one reception on only one target for 25 yards, which is disappointing to see, as last year and the years before that, he had been so good, but his career has just been riddled, riddled with injuries. And although he's a Hall of Famer, this year, he wasn't good, and next year, he should not be drafted in the top seven tight ends. So that's pretty much it for uh, the Patriots. I mean, they were utterly dominant. Their offense was on point. Stephon Gilmore also had one interception for them, so their defense played pretty well. Now, although the Chargers scored 28 points, seven of those were in garbage time, and their offense did not look great the entire day. Philip Rivers had 25 completions on 51 attempts, which is a below 50% uh, completion percentage, which is really subpar considering how he usually is. Now, he also added 331 yards, three touchdowns, and one pick. So overall, not a bad fantasy day, but a pretty bad uh, real football day at the office. Now, Melvin Gordon only had 9 carries in this game and was incredibly inefficient, averaging 1.7 yards per carry and 15 yards total. He did add on a touchdown, though, as well as 
um, one catch for 11 yards. So, I mean, he wasn't awful from fantasy. He, he wasn't himself, but he wasn't awful. But that touchdown really saved him. Otherwise, anyone who started him in DFS would have been very, very disappointed. Now, Tyrell Williams and Mike Williams both had five receptions on seven and 11 targets, respectively, which is an uptick for targets, especially for Mike Williams, who's just so talented and is a bona fide um, number two receiver for almost any team. And Mike Williams next year will be underdrafted, so he's someone to target in drafts because. He's just so talented, and he started to develop a repertoire, a rapport with um, Philip Rivers. Now, Keenan Allen, he had two receptions only on six targets for 75 yards and a touchdown. So, he had um, very long receptions, which saved his fancy day, and he also had that touchdown. But six targets is pretty low for him, especially considering that... Um, Phil Rivers threw the ball 51 times in this game. But nothing really to take away there. I mean, Keenan Allen's going to be a WR1 next year, too. And we must salute Antonio Gates because he's had a Hall of Fame career as one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. Uh, he scored his touchdown on the last uh, reception by a Charger player in this game on a corner out in the end zone, and it's fitting because he's done that so many times in his career. And we don't know if he's going to be back next year because he's old and he's a bit out of shape, as well as Hunter Henry's back. Like, that's the reason why Antonio Gates played this year. But regardless, it was a disappointing end result for him, but it was a fitting, it was fitting that his last uh, pass catch was a touchdown on a corner out. And it's just been a remarkable career for both Antonio Gates and Philip Rivers. Alright, now let's focus on the Eagles and Saints game, which was the second game that just concluded. And it was 2014 uh, Saints. And uh, Drew Brees had 301 yards, two touchdowns, and one pick on 28 for 38 uh, passing. So overall, a pretty good game from him. His completion percentage, believe it or not, is, I believe, a bit below his season average, or it's near his season average, which has shown how good he is this year. And Alvin Kamara had 16 carries for 71 yards. Uh, Not a bad day from him. He also added in four receptions for 35 yards, catching all of his targets. So, Alvin Kamara, he's just so talented, and... um, the only thing that's really holding him back right now is Mark Ingram because they're running um, a timeshare in that aspect. Now, Mark Ingram had nine carries for 53 yards, very efficient, 5.9 yards per carry. And he was targeted twice, caught both targets for nine yards. So, uh, disappointed if you started him. But the more interesting story is where he's going to go at the end of the season because he is a free agent. And if... Mark Ingram ends up leaving the Saints, then Alvin Kamara would be a top three, likely a top three running back in drafts next year. And yeah, Mark Ingram is very talented. It's just that Alvin Kamara is probably one of the best and most talented running backs in the league. Now, 
Michael Thomas had himself a monster game on 16 targets, catching 12 of them for 171 yards and a touchdown, which is the most by any Saints player in a playoff game um, of all time. Now, Michael Thomas, being utterly dominant, didn't really leave that many targets for anyone else. Ted Ginn, um, coming off of his injury, he had three receptions on seven targets for 44 yards. So it was encouraging to see that at least, like, he could play in this game continuously. And he is likely their number two receiver when he is healthy. And the only person who would come fairly close is Traquan Smith, who had w- one reception on one target for 15 yards. But it was a pretty big uh, reception near the end of the game. And Marshawn Lattimore for uh, the defense, he had uh, two interceptions and... One huge one at the end of the game. Just when the Eagles were starting to get it going, Marshawn Lattimore off a tip pass from Alshon, uh, from Nick Foles to Alshon Jeffrey, caught it, and that really sealed the game. So Marshawn Lattimore is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And if your receiver is ever playing Marshawn Lattimore, just be aware that he may not have as good of a game um, as he usually would. Now, let's look at the Eagles' box score, which is a bit... It's it's pretty interesting. So, you had Nick Foles, who went 18 for 31 for 201 yards, um, a touchdown, but two picks. And both of those are from Marshawn Lattimore. And overall, I mean, the second pick wasn't his fault because uh, Alshon just missed it. But uh, even still, it's a bit disappointing to see Nick Foles not come up and be... Philly Magic in uh, a playoff game again. And next year, Nick Foles is likely not going to be on the team since um, they have Carson Wentz and they'd have to pay Nick Foles $20 million next year. So expect a long line of suitors uh, to try to get Nick Foles onto their team. Now, Wendell Smallwood was the lead back and it was pretty uncontested uh, today. He had 10 carries for 33 yards, so not all efficient, but no one else had more than 3 carries, and that was Darren Sproles. The interesting thing is that Josh Adams uh, did not get a single carry or, or single reception, which is uh, really weird because at a time uh, near the middle to end of the regular season, he was receiving the lion's share of the work in the Eagles offense and was a great player for fantasy and for real life. But now he's kind of been replaced by Wendell Smallwood. And then looking at the Eagles pass catchers, Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz both had five receptions on eight targets. Uh, Alshon for 63 yards and uh, Zach Ertz for 50 yards. So first Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is just, he's incredible. I mean, He's the second best tight end in all football, only to Travis Kelsey. They couldn't seem to really get him going at the start, but eventually Nick Foles started targeting him heavily, and he started to um, catch pretty much every ball that was thrown his way. Then Alshon Jeffrey, I mean, obviously he had the five receptions, but heart goes out to him because the only thing that people will remember is that pass that uh, went through his hands into Marshawn Lattimore's and seeing his reaction on the sidelines. It just shows that 
Uh, football is really a game of inches, and it could be great, and it, it could be terrible, just like Cody Parkey, um, the Bears kicker, when he missed the game-winning field goal against the Eagles. Now, uh, only Golden Tate had, more, uh, had five targets or more other than those two, uh, catching uh, two balls for 18 yards. So, yeah, disappointing for all the Eagles pass catchers. So, yeah, th- those are the two games, and now let's move on to some uh, key takeaways. I've already um, said some of them, but for the Chargers, it's that Antonio Gates is leaving, and that's leaving behind a, um, a glorious legacy that he held as one of the best Titans in all football. And also that Mike Williams is likely going to be underdrafted, and it was Really good to see that he at least got 11 targets and had the most targets on the team. So Mike Mike Williams is someone to definitely watch out for next year. And for Sony Michelle, he proved that he is a lion. He has the lion's share of the carries in New England, and he he scored uh, three touchdowns and had 129 yards on 24 carries, averaging 5.4 yards per rush and. He he's going to be a RB two next season, and really was the one who made the um. He he's the MVP for this game for the, uh, New England. Now, if we look at the Eagles, uh, we need to look at their running game. So, Jai obviously when he went down, we had the emergence of Corey Clement as the. Uh, lead running back. Then it became Wendell Smallwood, then Josh Adams, and back to Wendell Smallwood with Darren Sproles thrown into the mix. So this is a very uh, modeled backfield, and next year should no one should be drafted with confidence that they're going to retain their starting job. I honestly believe that Josh Adams is the most talented, but um, he did not get any work today, so he cannot be drafted with confidence. And also, heart goes out to Alshon because he's such a great receiver and uh, he just missed a ball and that was intercepted. And just seeing his reaction on sidelines, I mean, people are going to fairly or unfairly criticize him for that catch, but no one can deny that he's been the number one receiver on that team and has been great for the Eagles all season. And for the Saints, it's the backfield. And if Alvin Kamara is going to be the solo back, if Mark Ingram leaves, then Alvin Kamara will become a top three running back. Um, yeah. And now let's look at next week's game. So it's going to be um, Los Angeles Rams and the New Orleans Saints. Um, home field is going to go to the Saints. So I'll pick the Saints in that game just because... Their running game is is honestly, I believe, better than the combination of Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson, even if it's just Todd Gurley himself. I believe that Alvin Kamara is almost, pretty much as talented as Todd Gurley, and Mark Ingram is definitely more talented than C.J. Anderson, however good he has been. And if you look at the quarterbacks, I believe that like, it's not even arguable that Drew Brees is better than Jared Goff at this point in their careers. And Drew Brees is having an MVP caliber season. Uh, he's probably going to lose it to Patrick Mahomes, but 
it's been a really good showing for him this year, and he should be a top. He he should be a top seven quarterback next year. The only hesitation would be that the running game gets so many touchdowns. And the other game will be New England at Kansas City, which is a very interesting game because you have the battle of the old dominant team and the emerging hotshot in Patrick Mahomes. And I believe that Kansas City has a far better team, especially offensively, because they have so many weapons like Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, and obviously the aforementioned Patrick Mahomes. And New England really has Tom Brady and Julian Edelman and maybe Sony Michelle would fit into those um, great to elite caliber players. So, because it's at Arrowhead, and that's such a difficult place, and New England specializes in taking away your best option, but because Kansas City has so many ways to hurt you, they can, as we've seen, Damian Williams is emerging as a really, really good running back. And even if you take away Tyreek Hill and his speed, which they don't really have anyone to match up with, I assume Stephon Gilmore would be on him, but Tyreek is just so much faster. And even if they manage to take him away, you still have Kelsey. If you'd manage to take him away, you have Sammy Watkins. They just have so many weapons that I think that Kansas City at home will win this game. So that's it for this podcast. If you guys enjoyed um, this, please check out my other podcasts and support me on patreon.com slash fantasy and sports because I'm a student and I just do this out of my passion and my love for the game. So if you guys could support, that'd be amazing. All right, that's it for this podcast. Thank you all for listening.